Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today, we have with us Ritu Raina, Vice President and Global Head of Talent Management at Amdocs. Hi Ritu, thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you? Thank you Riti, it's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure having you here Ritu. So uh, Ritu, just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your career journey till now? Uh, I'm an HR professional. I started my career way back in 2000. Now it has been 22 plus years. Okay. I have worked across industries. You know, I uh, spent my first decade in banking and financial services. Then eventually I moved into manufacturing and then into IT. So across the sectors I worked, you know, I have been pivotal in driving huge organization transformations, which include around employee engagement, about culture, about org design, structure and level. These transformations, you know, whether it was during my stint at Godrej, where we actually, you know, rolled out a huge organization structure change. And, you know, I used the concept of adaptive leadership on where it was during Amdocs, where I worked on engagement models and uh, you know, during my still life stint where we drive the role-based organization. So these transformations really brought a lot of reflection to me. And if you see my work can be seen through various papers which I have published. Like we, I have published on engaging Indian millennials. I have published on geolocalized leadership. So I have tried to reflect on my experiences throughout this journey. And uh, when I look back and I feel very happy and fulfilled because what I chose as an anchor of my career is how do I help organizations to move forward? And uh, with that anchor, it really pushed me myself to go beyond my boundaries and circles of road and help me to create a value for myself and as well as for the organization. All right, Ritu. So your ride has been exposed to plethora of opportunities and learning experiences. I'm sure today we'll get a lot of content from our conversations. So talking about the recent and current job market, we see a lot of countries facing a growing skill gap that threatens the nation's long-term economic prosperity. So how do you see concept of careers changing as we see shortage of skills becoming key challenges for the organization? You know, we are living in very interesting times. Uh, if you look at, uh, if I talk about the industrial revolution and then the technology revolution, and specifically if I talk about last one decade, technology revolution was very much there since 2001, you know, yeah. internet got connected with the technology. But, you know, it was seeping into e-commerce, it was seeping into banking and financial services. Mm-hmm. But it was happening at its own pace. Adaption was not that faster. But what did we see in last 10 years? The adaption has been very faster. And what COVID or pandemic has done, it has just... I would say it has only kind of increased the speed of that adaption. Now, what does it mean in today's world? It means that every organization will be backed by the technology which drives the business model. Now, when you talk about the technology which drives the business model, what does it mean? It means you will have to deliver value for your customer in which there are certain skill sets which are not even uh, you know very clear to you, which have not even evolved. And I want to give very two concrete examples here. 
before Amdocs, I used to head HR for a quick heat. And okay. it's a cybersecurity company. And I could actually see the dearth of people with cybersecurity skills. Okay. Now, if you look at cryptocurrency, so these are all new industries which are coming up and they are facing huge skill challenge. Now, the second place when India is trying to really be a manufacturing hub to the world, but uh, from an education system perspective, after, you know, you are 12, you do engineering and you go into software, do they have skills for that? Answer is no. So while there is a huge growth uh, and upsurge in the market because of the technology disruption and because of technology backing these models, but neither our education system nor our you know learning processes at present are really helping us to build skills. Our system and process are helping us to build knowledge and information. Mm-hmm. So because of which there's a huge gap in the market today. I don't know whether you read it in Davos recently. They said that there is a if we are able to fulfill the current skill gap economy can increase by 8.1 trillion dollars so imagine the kind of scope it has now when we talk about this huge skill gap and how the business and economies will be driven by skills of the talent talent you know uh, the market what does it mean for careers now if i look at the erstwhile era career was very simple it was a vertical line you know you do a job you have few people reporting to you become manager you become manager of organization and all that Eventually, the concept of structures is changing. It does not matter whether I manage people. What matters is, do I have a skill to deliver the business value? So what does it mean? The career is not a vertical line. It can be spiral. It can be horizontal. Every stage, I have to deliver a business value. And for that business value, am I skilled enough? Do I have enough skills to you know, meet the business requirements which I have? So careers will no more be vertical. They will be spiral. They will be horizontal. They will be zigzag. So that is what I see a connection between the skills and the careers and how it will evolve. Yeah, very well said, Ritu. So I think we have discussed on a very important topic so far, but we cannot miss on this topic because you as a HR strategist, how do you foresee the talent landscape shaping up in the next five years? As we know, digital workplace transformations and flexible hybrid workplace models is not a new concept. So however, the pandemic has accelerated these trends and forever changed the way we perceive the workplace of the future. So how do you expect that the talent environment will change in the coming future? I think what is happening in the market is very interesting phenomena. You have diverse things happening at the same time. Yeah. One side there is layoff, other side there is growth, a third side new job creation is happening. So you never saw such kind of an ecosystem where, you know, it is not a waterfall, but it is a multi-directional things happening. Now, before we actually go, what is going to happen in the market for next five years, we have to understand why is this happening. So if I, if you look deeply, this is happening because of the two fundamental reasons. One is the speed of change is so fast that we are not ready for it and we are reacting to it. And in our process to react to it, sometimes organizations are feeling that they need to bring efficiency. At the same time, they feel like they need to add new type of jobs and they will still invest in the strategic skills. So because of this, this huge uh, change is happening in the market. I think next five years would be the years when this change, which is right now looking a little bit chaotic, will start settling it and it will start creating what you call a landscape for the future. Because whenever there are, uh, you know, what I say is the paradigm shifts happening in the market, the way it happened from industrial era to technology era, now from technology era to uh, intelligence era, there is always a settling period because there is a time when both exist. 
for example, for us now, right now, both is existing because we have some remnants of the past times, which is, you know, we have still a labor force dependency. We have processes, we have layers. At the same time, artificial intelligence is coming and taking those jobs. So they have new things coming. So for me, I think it's five years of period for old to settle and new to emerge completely. And when the new will emerge completely, there will be two types of jobs which will exist in the market. One is the jobs based on value creation and jobs based on consultation skills. And the rest of the jobs which are repetitive, which are efficiency oriented, will all move to the machine learning. Very well explained, Ritu. That was some great point brought up by you. And I'm sure listener would agree with this. And, you know, I was going through your profile and somewhere you have mentioned that this also helped me to break the myth that irrespective of industries and cultures, people are people and challenges are not very different. So this is the statement quoted by you. So could you please elaborate on that so that our listeners would get a clear understanding of your idea? So as I told you in the beginning when I was talking about my career journey that I worked in BFSI, I worked in manufacturing, I moved into IT. Yeah. Generally, there is always this notion that when you hire a talent, you always say from the same industry. And I have myself been in HR, I have myself been in recruitment, it's always a new. But uh, then, you know, if you look, I changed my industries drastically, you know, from banking and financial service to manufacturing to IT. Mm. Of course, you know, people uh, had questions, but they felt found that I'm talented and they took me. At the end of the day, uh, I always question that why people always want to keep this industry specificity. Of course, they you know understand the business and all that. That is fine. But when I look at the people side of it, what does really change? So what I realized, it doesn't matter if it is a software engineer or a person working in a plant or a person working in a retail bank branch. He has the same challenges with work life. He has the same challenges with his engagement. He has the same challenge with compensation. It really doesn't uh, change irrespective of the industry. But yes, what changes is maybe the nature of the work, the competency or the skills. But when I look at from a human resource perspective, when we work at our own building engagement models, there is not much which is changing because irrespective of the industry, you know, people will have the same challenges of work life. People will have the same challenges of life stages. So they will stay as it is. This is one part. Then, you know, uh, in my role with Amtox, I worked across geographies. I worked across cultures. So what I realized is that when you work with people of different cultures, sometimes you have this notion that, you know, they would be different or they would have different guidelines and norms and their way of accepting and rejecting would be different. But the more I got deeply involved, for example, when I look at my team today, you know, they are globally scattered. I realized that uh, it doesn't matter which geography you fall in. A person is a person at the end of the day. He has the same set of emotions and he has, he has the same set of life issues and life uh, pluses. So this is what I said. Irrespective of the industries, all the cultures, people are people at the end of the day. And yeah. if you really understand the challenges on the a cultural, sorry, the human context, you'll yeah. be able to really create more, better engagement model, people mm -hmm. processes, which helps the organizations to move forward. Definitely, Ritu, very rightly said. So yeah, that almost brings us to the end of our podcast. But before we go, I just want to ask you, as of course, you spent 22 plus years as a senior HR leadership and focusing on the roles such as HR transformation, workforce planning, building efficiency. So can you advise our listeners on the skill they should acquire considering the shifts in working practices? I think one of the 
की कॉम्पिटेंसी विच आई फील इन टू डेज टाइम्स इज हाउ डू यू डील विद adaptability okay because when you are entering into the world where things are changing so fast you are not very clear how things will shape up you know just to give an example of this chat gpt when it okay. came few days back everyone yeah. said now google is disrupted right yeah, yeah. and another 3 4 days people said that it has capacity issues so when you are dealing with such kind of changes around in the ecosystem how do you adapt also becomes really really very important so uh, you know uh, dealing with gray ambiguity uh, dealing with ambiguity problem solving and adaptability from my point of view are the three important skills that makes a lot of sense ritu uh, thank you for sharing this and i'm sure listener would have a lot of take away from the content you shared today so this brings us to the end of our conversation ritu but before we leave can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you so i am reachable on linkedin okay Okay. so they can reach out to me there okay sure thank you ritu it was lovely hosting you today thank you bye bye thank you